Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Episode 28 of Believe in Betting LA. We're going to finish off the college bowl pick'em extravaganza. Sometimes, Chris, you know, when you go to the store in the weeks after holidays, but specifically after Christmas, you see uh, a lot of discounted items. We're going to try not to do that today with discounted <laughs> advice. We're going to do the opposite and hopefully finish off strong here. We both had good bowl records so far. I'm your host, Sam Maxwell. You can find me on Twitter at smaxwell713. You can find my co-host, Chris Lewart. At Lou Mandingo Rock, and of course, you can find Stag Capital at Stag Cap. Let's welcome in Chris. We're recording this one December 29th. This is Sunday evening, Chris. The NFL season, regular season, just concluded. We're wrapping up the, the ends here of college football. We saw two terrific bowl, or college football playoff bowl games yesterday. I don't want to say two terrific ones. We saw really a half of terrific football with LSU, and, uh, and more than that, uh, and then an excellent game last night with Clemson, Ohio State. How did you enjoy watching those two marquee games, and, and how are you looking moving forward here to the new year? It's funny how winning never feels as good as losing feels bad. Uh, watching that LSU game, all I could think about is how I should have put more money on LSU, even though you can have I the right a, side. We both were on the right side and still feel bad about it somehow. Yeah, because there should have even more on it. But to the to that point, you know, as much as it was a blowout, I actually, when games are that dominating, I always I think back to the Germany Brazil World Cup game. And when you see dominance at such a high level like that, it's, it's a little something to behold. Um, and I think we have the two best teams going in the national title. I think Ohio State was very, very good. But I think Clemson is is real class. Uh, and I'm, I'm really looking Any forward chance? to that. Yep, yep, really looking forward to that national title game. And if you didn't know this, uh, your co-host here is the Believe Podcast Network Survivor Champion. Beautiful. So yes. you, know, you know you mean business. Um, and right. again, this is, that's a good time to plug. The Believe Podcast Network, that's a B-L-E-A-V. You can find all of the Believe Podcasts, including all the ones that lost to Chris in the Survivor Challenge Bowl, <laughs> on Twitter at Believe Podcasts and at Believe.com. We're not going to go ahead and tally our previous outcomes, Chris. There's just too many things in the midst of it here. Again, we're recording this Sunday evening, December 29th. We're starting with Tuesday, which is uh, New Year's Eve day, December 31st. That's where we're going to start. We've picked every other bowl game so far. We're going to start with the Belt Bowl. That is the Virginia Tech Hokies as two-and-a-half-point favorites taking on Kentucky, the SEC. This one's total is 45-and-a-half. This one's from the Panther Stadium, Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, North Carolina. What are your thoughts here on Hokies and Wildcats? Pretty simple. Uh, Taking Virginia Tech minus two-half. And uh, I really like the fact that that's not at three, and it's not at three-half right now. I also like the fact that I can get it for minus 100, which I think is a pretty good price for a Virginia Tech team that uh, is at least the equal, and now they're the favorite uh, than Kentucky, I think, and they're playing closer to home. Should be a, a good win for them. I agree here as well. Let's keep in mind here, Bud Foster, longtime defensive coordinator, for Virginia Tech, this is his final game here. We saw how that worked out with Chris Peterson in Washington. I do think teams, when they have an obvious, uh, you know, kind of fan favorite, crowd favorite, team favorite, uh, when they're retiring, they typically go out and play very hard for that particular uh, coach and that particular team. I think we're going to see the same thing here. Only two and a half point favorites, Virginia Tech. You know, lost to Virginia, a disappointing season for them. Kentucky uh, did not follow up on a very successful 2018 season. Uh, it was just an okay season for them, even though they finished with a strong note beating Louisville, but I do like 
the mojo that they're going to have here with Bud Foster in his final game, I think they're going to play very hard, very hard for this team. Kentucky's a one-dimensional offense, and I think Virginia Tech takes care of business. We both like the Hokies here. Now we're moving on, talking about the Tony the Tiger Sun Bowl from Fabulous. El Paso. And we have two very sunny programs, Florida State Seminoles. Disappointing season. They fired Willie Tiger. Of course, they have Mike Norvell coming up from Memphis. They're four-point underdogs to the Arizona State Sun Devils. Remember, we all said, no way Herm Edwards possibly works out. So far, it has. They had a very successful season with him. They're four-point favorites. Over-under is 54. This one's in El Paso at the Sun Bowl Stadium, 2 p.m. Eastern. What are your thoughts here in this game? Uh, big Herm Edwards fan, but in this case, I'm going to take the points. I've seen it Florida State plus four half at minus 110. I've seen it Florida State plus four at like minus 103, minus 104. If you have the drop down, kind of, in my opinion, take that half point at four isn't really, isn't going to make a big deal, I don't think. So take the better price that you can get if you're able to shop around. Uh, Florida State is that their running back has, is sitting out um, because he's going to the draft. Still, I think Florida State is the better team. I think they have more talent, um, and I like the points, so I'm going with them. I'm going to go ahead. and If I had to take a total, I would take Arizona State, but I like the under here. Um, it was actually Ken Thompson on the RJ Bell Dream Preview podcast that pointed out a lot of these games have been very low scoring. The weather can be quite cold in El Paso. It's not your typical bowl game uh, kind of environment, so – I like the under here, 54. I don't think Florida State's going to have a ton to play for. Arizona State's offense is predicated on a lot of deep passes. I saw them do that a couple different times against Oregon. They're a very talented team, but that's a high total. I'm going to take the under here at 54. We're moving on and talking about the AutoZone Liberty Bowl. This one's from the Liberty Bowl Memorial Stadium in Memphis, Tennessee. We've got the Academies. I know who you're going to take here. The Navy midshipmen coming off of a big win against Army a couple weeks back. Two-and-a-half-point favorites against Kansas State. The total in this one's 52 and a half. Give me your thoughts here, Navy and Kansas State. Yep, said it about 10 times on the Bowl podcast. Big, big fan of the academies. They come prepared. Navy minus two half, minus 110. Not going to go away from my academies now. I like what you have here in terms of the motivation factor, but Kansas State is kind of one of those bring your lunch pail uh, to work kind of teams as well, kind of programs. They, you know, obviously with Bill Snyder there for many, many years. I think this is, this is actually their first year without Bill Snyder first time. They're not, you know, the Florida States or the Miamis or anything like that where you have to worry about them being motivated. So I actually like Kansas State. I think they're going to have a not only a motivational edge, but they also have the extra couple weeks here to prepare for Navy's triple option offense. I like betting against those kind of offenses when you have more time to prepare for them. I think they're going to have a crowd advantage going to a city like Memphis, which is a much bigger fan base. And we'll see here if Navy's going to be able to move the ball on the ground like they did against Army. But I do like the underdog to win here outright. But I'm going to go ahead and just for the sake of making it easy to count up our tallies, tallies at the end of this bowl season and take Kansas State plus two and a half. We're going over to Arizona now, the Nova Home Loans Arizona Bowl. We have Wyoming, the Cowboys, a seven-point favorite taking on Georgia State. The total in this one's 48. This one's from Arizona Stadium in Tucson, where the Wildcats play. What are your thoughts on this one here, Cowboys and Georgia State? I actually, so this has nothing to do with the game, uh, other than I saw I am in Tucson with family over Christmas and New Year's and saw the Georgia State equipment truck. Uh, oh, there you go. You have, to, you have to take them now. Yeah, couldn't miss it. And, of course, I'm taking Georgia State. Plus 7, minus 110. Give me the points. I like this Wyoming Mountain West team. They're well-coached. Head coach Craig Bowl. Um, they had a, a you know win against Boise State. They ended up blowing it and losing it in overtime. Uh, and I, I just think that they're going to go out there and play well. An interesting one in this one here, Georgia State's quarterback is actually playing on a torn ACL. 
I guess he can't do any more damage, so he's playing on it. But he's a mobile quarterback, and when you have a torn ACL, I don't care uh, if you're gutting it out or not, you're not going to be the same mobility. Their offense has not been the same here. I like Wyoming here to cover a touchdown spread in the Arizona Bowl. Talking now, the Valerie Valero, excuse me, Alamo Bowl, Utah coming off of, of course, a very disappointing loss in the Pac-12 championship. They had a chance to go to the college football playoff. They lost to Oregon. They're taking on Texas. The Longhorns are seven-point underdogs in their home state. The total in this one's 55. The Alamo Dome in San Antonio, for whatever reason, love watching football games being played there, uh, including, of course, the high school All-American game. What are your thoughts here? Utes in the Texas Longhorns. The Utes are seven-point favorites. I think I would normally take Texas, but the price isn't isn't good enough right now. I'm, I'm seeing it plus 102, plus 103. Uh, it should be more like <clears throat> plus 108, plus 110 at least. So I think Utah is a better team. I am not a big fan of Texas's head coach, as we talked about before. So I'm going to take Utah minus 7, minus 115. I actually really like Tom Herman in this particular role. He's very good, as we've covered on this podcast before, as an underdog. All time in his, I think, four years at Texas now, he's 15-5 and five against the spread as an underdog. He is a seven-point underdog here. They're going to have the home field advantage. I think they're going to have the motivational advantage, trying to finish off their season strong after Utah comes in, uh, you know, licking their wounds and very disappointed not to probably be in that college football playoff, especially, of course, after watching Oklahoma get obliterated last night against Utah. Texas, as an underdog, as I said, I think is going to be enough here. They have the, the travel advantage. They'll have the home crowd, I think, significantly an advantage there. Give me the underdog, Texas, plus seven. Rapid fire here, moving on to New Year's Day. This is January 1st. Only four games this year, Chris, on New Year's Day. This is the VRBO Citrus Bowl. This one, you know, is a, is a sexy matchup, but I think we're going to see both of us take one side of the total here. Michigan and Alabama, the Crimson Tide, first year, of course, not in the college football playoff. They are seven-point favorites in this one. Total is 58.5. This one's in Orlando, Camping World Stadium once again. This is New Year's Day at 1 p.m. Eastern. What are your thoughts here, Michigan and Bama? I think Jim Harbaugh is in a situation where every game is must win for him until he beats Ohio State, and he doesn't get to do that for another 360 days or some such. Uh, ultimately, Alabama has as much talent as anybody. I watched one of their games this year, and I think the color commentator said that the third string guys on Alabama would be starting for the other team at every position. Um, so Alabama is not going to lack for talent, but I think Michigan's going to come more prepared. I think they need it. And the price is right. Michigan getting seven points at minus 102 is where I want my money. I am going to take the coaching advantage here and go ahead and take the Alabama Crimson Tide. Normally, you would think that really both of these teams may not be that motivated. Alabama uh, not wanting to be here, of course, after missing out on the college football playoff. Michigan, after losing again to Ohio State and getting uh, beaten very soundly by that Buckeye team, may not want to be motivated here either. I do think both these teams need it. I think this Alabama team is going to come out and try to show that, hey, we're still the most talented team in the country just because we didn't have the season we wanted. We're coming back for you, and this is an opportunity for them to go out and embarrass a blue blood team. Uh, this Michigan team just is not consistent enough to beat uh, a much, much better Alabama team. I don't think they're going to have the motivational edge. I do think Alabama takes care of business here. I'm taking them a full touchdown ahead as a favorite. Another Big Ten SEC match. This is the Outback Bowl from Raymond James Stadium in Tampa. Auburn is a seven-point favorite coming off of that win over Alabama. Minnesota, of course, coming off of a disappointing home loss to Wisconsin where they could have clinched the Big Ten West in, the, in a berth in the Big Ten championship game. Auburn's a seven-point favorite here. What are your thoughts on Gophers and Auburn? 
So I see the price is the same for both of them. They're both minus 105, Minnesota plus 7, Auburn minus 7. All things being equal, I'll take the 7 points at minus 105. Go Minnesota. The Gophers were exposed against Wisconsin. They, they had a great yes, win against were. Penn State earlier. Uh, this Gopher team, you know, P.J. Fox turned it around. He's a rah-rah guy. They have nowhere near the same amount of talent here as Auburn. There's a huge strength of schedule discrepancy, nearly 60 spots between Auburn and Minnesota. I think Minnesota's going to be exposed again here. I like the way Bo Nix played down the stretch. I do not think that this Minnesota offense, which has a couple of great receivers and had some good moments throughout the season, can hang with this Auburn team. I'm going to take the Auburn Tigers. War Eagle, baby, minus seven. Let's move on to the game. I will be attending New Year's Day, of course, the San Gabriel Mountains. The sun setting against them in the distance. The Rose Bowl game presented by Northwestern Mutual is, of course, the Pac-12 champion Oregon Ducks as three-point underdogs to the Big Ten runner-ups, the Wisconsin Badgers. Over-under is 51.5. We saw this exact matchup in the 2012 Rose Bowl game. It was a great game. Of course, Russell Wilson at the helm. Russell Wilson, excuse me, at the helm for the Badgers. This one, of course, is for the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. 5 p.m. Eastern on New Year's Day. What are your thoughts on this one? Uh, if only you could have Russell Wilson still playing for Wisconsin. Uh, That'd be fun. I, yeah, I would, we'd, be, we'd be big favorites. <laughs> yes, you would. Uh, I very badly wanted to take Oregon in this game just so we, w- we would disagree, even though I think you're going to take a total here. But the price is right on whiskey. Whiskey minus 3, minus 102. I hope they slow it down a little bit. As the Big Ten has shown, I hope they take this game very seriously and Oregon kind of meanders through it, even with, a, I think, what a higher-powered, quicker-scoring offense can be. I'll take Whiskey at minus 102. This is an interesting game. I was surprised to see Wisconsin come out and be favored. I think you're seeing a favorable number there on the, to- or on the, on the minus three because it's moved recently from two and a half. Um, I'm going to go ahead and take a, to- a total here. I think both teams are going to be able to score. I like the over 51 and a half. Both these defenses... At one point in the season, were very dominant. Oregon had a stretch where they did not give up very many points for about a month. And Wisconsin's defense is one of the best in the country through the first five or six weeks before they started accumulating injuries and, and dealing with a bit of adversity. I think both these offenses, however, are starting to click. We have, of course, Justin Herbert playing his final game as an Oregon Duck before he goes off to the NFL. And that's the same, very likely, for Wisconsin running back. Back-to-back Doak Walker Award winner, Jonathan Taylor. I think the batters here have a great chance. I feel good about this game. Uh, but Oregon's offensive line is very good. They've shown that they can be physical with some of these biz- bigger physical teams. This is a much different matchup when these two faced off last year, or last time, excuse me, in 2012. It's going to be a fun game. I think this one's going to be close to wrap. Give me the over 51 and a half. Moving on, we're talking about the All-State Sugar Bowl. We have the Georgia Bulldogs. It's only five-point favorites against the Big 12 runner-up Baylor Bears team. This one, of course, is from New Orleans. The total is 41. What are your thoughts here, Bears and Bulldogs? I think uh, Baylor's lucky to have a football program at this point, and Georgia has like four or five guys sitting out of this game or injured or suspended or some such thing. Um, again, uh, if you can shop for the points, I'm seeing Georgia at minus five and a half at even money. If you can get Georgia minus five and a half at even money, do it. I'm not worried about a half point at five or four. It's only that three and seven. So I'm going to take Georgia minus five and a half at even money. Everything my body has me telling me that I should take Baylor in this game. I've faded Baylor throughout the season. I've lost a lot of money taking uh, them, uh, taking against them, picking against them. Matt Rule's had a great year uh, for this Baylor team. As you mentioned, they're, they're lucky to have a program, and he's turned it around very quickly. So a lot of credit to him and his staff. I think Baylor will be very motivated after a successful season. I can't necessarily say the same about Georgia after a disappointing effort in the big, or excuse me, the SEC championship game. 
uh, and, you know, really just a disappointing couple of seasons for Georgia as you felt like they were kind of knocking on the door to being uh, the next great national championship contender, kind of a la Clemson. Uh, but Georgia's just so much more talented. Uh, they're playing, you know, in New Orleans. They'll have a lot of fans there. Even though Baylor's probably closer, they're going to have a much, much bigger fan base that travels to these types of games. It's only five. And so I'm going to go ahead and take Georgia minus five. I just think the talent will eventually win out. We're moving on to January 2nd now, Thursday, the day after New Year's Day. This is the ticket smarter Birmingham Bowl. I bet you can guess where that game is being played in Legion Field. In Birmingham, Alabama, and this one is Boston College with no A.J. Dillon, their outstanding running back, is not playing this game. Steve Adazio, no longer the head coach of this Boston College team. They're taking on Luke Fickle and Cincinnati. The Bearcats are seven-point favorites. Total, 55.5. What are your thoughts here, Boston College and Cincy? I like me some Bearcats. Uh, them, similar to Memphis, although Memphis let me down. Um, although anybody who watched that game, the talent disparity between the Penn State offense especially on the line versus the memphis defensive line was just disgusting absolute but fun, fun game though yeah it was a was a fun game uh, kudos to memphis for actually being to keep up and score with them um but a uh, big fan of cincinnati here minus seven minus 112 uh i think boston college i think the program is in a dark place right now i think they're a little bit devoid of talent i think they're going to be in trouble you said it very well, and you know the interim coach, and you know just a lot of uncertainty for this Boston College team. They're missing their best player in AJ Dillon. The Cincinnati team comes off of back-to-back covers against that very difficult Memphis team. Both of them on the road, they're peaking at the right time. I think Luke Fickle is a very good uh, in-game coach. I do like their running game, uh, and I think this is a talented team. They're going to go out there and want to finish the season strong. Give me the Bearcats at minus seven. Moving on, we're talking about the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. This one's from Jacksonville, Florida. Indiana is two-point underdog against Tennessee. The Volunteers, after a very disappointing opening month of the season, kind of settled down and had a decent season. They're two-point favorites in this game. The total is 52-and-a-half. This is our third SEC Big Ten clash. Who you got here in the Gator Bowl? It was funny. I was looking through a list of, of bowl games in the coming days, and uh, I won't mention the website that was showing me the list, but they left the Tennessee-Indiana game off of the list, um, which was probably a mistake, but I think that tells you just about how important this game is. Um, that said, no real feeling one way or the other on either of these programs, and the spread price is not anything that's making me very excited. So I am going to take the over 52.5 at minus 110. Fair enough. I like this Indiana team. Tom Allen's got them playing very well. They had a very successful Big Ten conference slate. First time I can really remember Indiana being quite relevant in quite some time. This is a weird game, as you can remember. Both these teams kind of coming back to life. These, you know, hopefully Tennessee can get back to contention in the SEC East. Indiana's starting to play well in the Big Ten East. I think Indiana's going to be happy to be there. I like them, plus the points here. Give me Hoosiers, plus two. We're moving on to January 3rd now, Friday, of course. This is the famous Idaho Potato Bowl from Boise, Idaho, from the Blue Turf. The Ohio Bobcats are eight-point favorites taking on fellow Mountain West foe Nevada. Uh, the, like I said, the Bobcats are eight-point favorites. The total in this one's 59. Albertson Stadium in Boise, Idaho. What are your thoughts? So uh, I think both these teams are going to do pretty well in the cold weather. I think Nevada Nevada's in the same conference as Boise State, as I recall. So Correct, they are. Pr- yeah, pretty familiar playing there. Again, I went uh, price shopping here. And at eight points, if I can get it at minus eight half at even money, I'm going to take that. So I'm going Ohio minus eight half at even money. Take it at eight two if you want. Just don't pay too much for it. 
even though I usually like having a team be familiar with their surroundings, this Nevada team has been one of the worst teams against the spread all season. This Ohio team is nothing special, I don't think. But uh, like you said, both these teams are going to be used to the climate. And I like the Bobcats here. I'd like to see them, obviously, down to a touchdown. I don't think we're going to see it. Eight is where the spread is going to finish, very likely. But I think the Bobcats go ahead and win this one by a couple of scores. So give me Bobcats minus eight. Now, we're down to our last two bowl games of the season here. We're not breaking down the national championship game on this one. The second to last game is the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. This one has Southern Mississippi taking on the Green Wave of Tulane. Our touchdown favorites in this one from Fort Worth, Texas. The total is 56 and a half. What are your thoughts here? Southern Miss and Tulane. Big Tulane fan. Wish I uh, could take them there. Green Wave's great team name. More teams that... Everybody's the Wildcats. Everybody's a cat of some sort. Take <laughs> advice. Starting a program. Green Wave. Very nice. But for the price, I got to take the seven points. Southern Miss plus seven minus one ten. Just too good to pass up. I like the Green Wave here. They've been a good team all year. Um, I just think they have a talent advantage. There's not a huge, you know, home field advantage. Neither of these programs think you're going to travel too much. This is going to be one of those. Made for television specials where there's about 1,500 fans in the seat. So I'm going to go ahead and take the Green Wave. Minus seven. And that leads us to our final game, Chris. This is the 39th College Bowl breakdown that we're going to provide here. And this one is the Lending Tree Bowl. The ULL Lafayette, or UL Lafayette, I should say, Raging Cages are taking on Miami of Ohio, the champions of the MAC Conference. ULL is 14-point favorites. Total is 55 and a half. This is from Lad Peeble Stadium. In Mobile, Alabama, this one is January 6th, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. What is your final bowl pickup? There's another great team, another great mascot, the Raging Cajuns. Um, you've gone over this ad nauseum about the Mac and how terrible they are in bowl games, and I am going to acquiesce to that right now. I'm taking Lafayette, minus 14, minus 103, and going to be happy about it. I don't even need to say it. I'm going to keep fading the Mac. I'm going to take UL Lafayette. They're going to have a home field advantage. They're a much more talented team. Of course, there's a big discrepancy here in statistics across the board. That's why you're laying those two touchdowns. So I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. Raging Cajuns, minus 14. And that wraps up bowl season 2019-2020. This was episode 28 of Believe in Betting LA. You can, of course, get this podcast wherever you choose to get your podcast from. iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. This is our fourth Bowl Pick'em episode, Chris. We're going to have one more where we actually mention college football. Of course, we'll break down the national championship game. We've got NFL playoffs coming up here. The bracket's just about set. Any final thoughts here on episode 28 or any final thoughts on the college football season in general? Uh, looking forward to how it shakes out. I, after a slow start to bowl season, I've, I've picked up steam here the last few days. So pretty excited to keep that going. Uh, excited for NFL playoffs to start and excited for the new year. So happy new year, everybody. Happy new year to everybody. This is the end of the holiday season. Hopefully everyone enjoyed your time off and your time with your family. This was episode 28 of Believe in Betting LA. The final game is for both the Chargers and the Rams are played today. Uh, and of course, SC lost the holiday ball. So we will kind of take a break from talking about the LA football teams. And we'll, we'll be back to talk about them soon enough. For the Believe Podcast Network, for Stag Capital, for Chris Lewert, I'm Sam Maxwell. Thank you guys for listening. Happy New Year. We'll talk to you guys next time.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.